0: Church, it's awesome to be with you. My name is Reggie Dabs, and first of all, I'd like to thank Pastor Rob for letting me be a part of your service today. I have a simple thing that you need to know. Every black preacher that I know, we title our sermons. So today, our title is simple, Everything's gonna be all right. If you have a Bible, turn to John chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three. The Bible says this: "I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world." If you didn't get it, I'll give it to you one more time. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. It doesn't matter what you're facing this coming week. Because of Jesus, you are gonna make it. He put it in his word and it's a promise for you and it's a promise for me. During the course of the coronavirus, being home so many weeks, I decided to catch up on every television show Possible in mankind. And I watched some stuff that helped me understand this sermon for you today. First of all, I learned about a soccer player named Pele. I don't know if you ever heard of this Pele, but he was something else. In 1958, he went to the World Cup. He was only 17 years old, and he rocked the world, and he won a World Cup for his country. And he didn't just do it once. In 1962, he did it again. Two in a row, and he went back again in 1966. But this time, something crazy happened. There was this player from Portugal. They called him the Butcher. Now, you know if you're named the Butcher, you ain't in for a good reason. He was tit and put in to just take out Pele, and he did. Pele was hurt so bad, they thought he would never, ever play soccer again. But in 1970, he came back. But he didn't just come back. He won the World Cup again. I know. You're looking at me going, what does that have to do with anything? It has a lot to do with everything. One, we can look at the Bible, or two, we can look at history. There's a famous man in England. He was great. His name was Winston Churchill. When his country was at war, he made a statement that changed it all. He said, History will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. And not only did he say that, he wrote history. What do you need in your history today? What do you need in your life today? I'm just here to tell you, trust in Jesus because he's got you. That's why it says in John 14, one, if you trust in God, trust also in me. You're not in this thing by yourself. You're in this thing with other people and we all have a savior who's on our side and his name is Jesus. I don't know where you're sitting at. I don't know if you're watching this with other people, but if you are, just touch somebody on the shoulder and say, everything's going to, be all right. Go ahead. You could do it. I see you, sir. I don't know why you're watching this in your boxer shorts, but I'm not going to look twice. Now look at another person to you and say it again. Say everything's going to be all right. The second thing I watched was about a basketball player. His name was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was absolutely amazing. Did you know in his basketball career, Michael Jordan missed this many shots, this many shots in the NBA? Oh, I'm sorry, let me break it down. He missed 543,210 shots. He missed over a half a million shots, but nobody remembers the shots that he missed but everybody remembers the shots that he made. It was awesome because in 1993, he walked away from basketball. One of the most horrific things that can happen, his father was murdered. He thought he would never come back, but he said two words that changed everything. He came back and he said, I'm back. Do You have to understand, the world will throw things at you that you never see coming. Bob Problems, heartache, things that make us sad, they happen, but you have to do what Michael Jordan did. Once you get through that grieving period, it's time for you to simply say two words to the world, I'm back. Two words to your situation, I'm back. Two words to your heartache, I'm back. Two words to your sorrow, I'm back. I know I'm preaching good today because you're a good people and you just need to know, I don't know what's happening in your world, but in my world, I've decided that with God for us, not... Nothing can stand against us. So look at your situation and say, I'm back. Look at your family members and say, I'm back. Look at everything around you that's going wrong and simply say, I'm back because we have God and we're going to make it. Now, the next one, the next movie that I saw, I didn't want to see it. Matter of fact, my wife made me watch it. Now, if your wife has the ability to make you do stuff, you in my boat. And we in this thing together, just go ahead and do it. Because we sit down one night and she says, you got to watch this movie. And she started it. Now it was a Disney movie. I love Disney movies. That's all good. But then it had a horse. The whole movie was about a horse. Who makes a movie about a horse? And not only that, it was a horse named Seabiscuit. Who names a horse Biscuit. now I got to tell you, once I started watching this movie, the first race Seabiscuit was ever in, they got on, the, the jockeys get on the horse, they come out, the people are taking pictures, and when he came out, Seabiscuit, everybody started laughing. Man, they didn't just laugh, people were laughing because all these horses were huge, big stallions, but Seabiscuit wasn't as big as the other horses were. He didn't look as fast as the other horses were. But once they came out of that gate, Seabiscuit knew what he had to do. I love movies. The movies do things that we don't normally see. And I got a friend with me. He he helped me see this. He said in the middle of the movie that that horse, Seabiscuit, when they get in the gate, he would look left and right and see who he's running against. And he would find the fastest runner, the fastest horse, and he'd stare him down. Sometimes, we just need to stare our problem down. Sometimes, we just need to stare the difficult situation down. And like Michael Jordan, like Pele, just simply tell it, I'm back. Seabiscuit was great. He was known for racing. He was incredible. But then it happened. He got hurt. Isn't it crazy how life can bring us those but moments? I was doing great, but there was a financial crisis. Everything was fine, but my wife left me. Everything was good, but... I got cancer. But listen to me. There's one thing you have to always go back to, and this sermon is about that. There's a but Jesus moment waiting to happen for you. There's it. It is. It happens to us before. Somebody's watching this. You've already been there. I was an alcoholic. But Jesus. I was a drug addict. But Jesus. My life was messed up. But Jesus. But Jesus can turn everything around. That's why I can confidently tell you today everything is gonna be alright. Now see this get hurt his leg. But his owner, she loved him. She put him in the pasture, just let him hang out. He used to race deer for the fun of it. Then there was this one race that came up. It was the Santa Ana 100 Grander. That was it. And she said, let's put him in the race. Let's just let him run one more time. Just one more time. You see, some of us, we think that we've been disqualified. We think that life has passed us by. But you know, we have an owner We have a father, we have a God up above who wants to see us run just one more time. And when he got in that race, Seabiscuit, he ran the fastest of any horse from America. He's the second fastest horse ever in that race. He won it running away, blowing everybody else away. I was so happy. I'm with my wife watching this, and I started clapping. I caught myself clapping like you do at a Rocky movie, but this was about a horse who was like a short one, and I'm like laughing. I said, this is good. This is the best movie ever. I love this movie. And all of a sudden, when Pastor Rob asked me to come to you, I started remembering all these things that I've watched and it came back to me simply this: with God for us, who can stand against us? I'm speaking to someone, and it may be just one lady who's had it, and they don't know where to go, don't know where to turn, don't know where her hope is going to come from, don't know the answer. I'm just here to tell you, but Jesus can answer your problem. But Jesus can change your situation. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if any man comes unto him, he can save him and change them. You just need your but Jesus moment, and today could be that day. Why? Why? Because whatever you're going through, everything's going to be all right. There was a boy who was six years old. He went to school, and school was fun. He had friends, everything. But they had an event at school that he didn't see coming. It was called Parent Teacher Conference. Some of you, like me, don't like Parent Teacher Conference. I'd vote for the president who says he would get rid of Parent Teacher Conference. But when it happened, this boy found out. His mom and dad were the first ones to come in and talk to the teacher. After five minutes was over, they walked outside. His boy noticed them. All his friends are with their parents. And all my friend's parents were young, but his parents were, like, old. So his friend's parents were, like, looking 25, 26. His parents looked 40. When he got in the car, he had to ask. So from the back seat, he yelled to the front seat, Hey, why y'all old? And don't ever do that. If you're a kid sitting watching this with your parents, don't ever ask your parents why they owe. That's a mistake. And only Jesus can save you after you do that. I just thought I'd help the children out today. When he got home, the dad said, we got to talk. So they put him at the kitchen table to have a talk. Anybody ever been to the kitchen table to have a talk? If you haven't, don't go. If you don't smell food, don't go. Run. They can catch you later. When he sit down, the mom said, baby, there's a plan for your life. And started to cry. The dad moved chairs and held the mom for 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, the dad whispered, tell him, you got to tell him now. And all of a sudden, the mom said, baby, I'm old because I'm not your mom. And the dad whispered, I'm not your father. The mom said, you have a dad. Your mom gave you away. You don't. we don't even know who your father is, but we're going to take care of you. We're going to love you. But that little boy went to his room that night thinking, if you don't have a mom, you don't deserve nothing. That was his butt moment, but I don't have a mom, but I don't have a dad, but I don't have a family. Hey, this is passionate for me because I'm the boy. I'm that boy, and by the time I was 12 years old, I decided that life wasn't worth living. So at 3 a.m. in my bedroom, I started to cry, and my bedroom door opened. Look, if your bedroom door opens at 3 o'clock in the morning, you need to run, because that's a scary movie. I don't like scary movies. You know why? Black people die first in scary movies. Let's just keep going, let it go. But it wasn't it, Clown. It was my foster care dad. He was a janitor in a public school. He did cleaning all the day, every day, Monday through Friday, from 3 p.m. to midnight, when When he walked in my room that morning at 3 a.m., he said, are you all right? I heard you crying. I said, how could you hear me cry? Your room's on the other end of the house. He said, oh, son, every day you hug your mom. Every day we talk. Every day we have fun. But you haven't for three days. You've been so quiet. You've been so lonely. What can I do? I just wanted to do something. So two nights ago, when I came home, I grabbed a pillow and I slept by your door. And this morning, I heard you cry. Are you all right? All I said was, I don't know what to do. And he said, I'll never call you Reggie. I'll always call you son. And from this day to the day I die, I will love you. And he did. He did. I know I don't belong in many places, if any. But for some reason, I know in my heart everything's going to be all right. Because we have Jesus. Trust in God. And Jesus said, trust also in me. He told us that we would have trouble, pain, and sorrow in life. But he also said, if we have him, everything's going to be all right. As I got older, I decided I wanted to help people, people who were hurting, people who were lonely, people who went through situations that they didn't know what to do or where to go or how it would end. And I ended up speaking in public schools. I do public schools all around the world. The numbers are daunting. In any normal year, I'll speak face-to-face to to one million public school students. And I give them hope. I give them love. I tell them my story. I tell young people that no matter what, they can make it. And you need to know today, you can make it. I do not know why pastor. Pastor Rob asked me to do this sermon for you. I do not even know why I'm the one who gets to speak at such a great church. Your church is known around the world. But here's what I do know. Even though you're a great church, what makes a great church are normal people, everyday common folk who go through hardships and trials. So I want to make sure I make Pastor Rob happy and tell you this. I think God put me at this spot looking at you today for a reason. You need to know that you can make it. You can get through that situation. You don't have to give up because Jesus is in your situation. You can't see him, but he's there. When the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, they got there. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Everything around them, they, they, the army was coming. And they, I love the Bible. It says the entire Egyptian army was coming after them, the whole army. And here's Moses. It ain't like he got up that morning and watched a movie with Charlton Heston, and he knew that the waters were part left and right. No, no. He had to live it for it to become a reality. And when he got there and he could see them coming, the people were yelling and screaming. Why did we leave? We should have stayed. Why did we leave? Why did we leave? And then all of a sudden, God said, trust me. Just trust me. Do you know what it says 365 times in the Bible? 365 times the Bible says, do not be afraid. For every day that we live every year, the Bible specifically says, do not be afraid. And when Moses got there, all he did was lift up his stick the way God told him, and the waters parted left and right. Do you know what I know? There was a road before he even lifted his hands. God made a way before he even raised his hands. And in your situation, God is making a way before you even ask Him for your help. He set you up this weekend. He set me up this weekend. He put us together so that you can have hope, so that you can have love, and so that you for the rest of this day and around every one of your friends, can just look at them and say, "Hey, everything's going to be all right." They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. God didn't just make a way. He made it dry. He's not just going to make a way for you. He's going to make it work. So all the things that I watched on TV from Pele to Michael Jordan, the last one that I watched was a man by the name of Muhammad Ali. I don't know if you ever heard of Muhammad Ali. He used to have the name Cassius Clay. So before we go today, I got to drop this. This is my favorite one. I watched his documentary and what happened was he had a fight that he wasn't supposed to be in. You see, the world heavyweight champion of the world was a man by the name of Sonny Liston. He was supposed to fight a guy defending his title, but the guy he was supposed to fight broke his hand. So they decided we got to do something. Everything was set. The venue was paid for. So they said, let's take the guy who won the Olympic gold medal in the heavyweight category, Muhammad Ali, and let him fight Sonny Liston. They did it. They promoted it. Muhammad Ali said yes. And on the night of the fight, it was crazy. There was people everywhere. And like they do in any fight, if you've ever seen them, they first introduced the challenger. Please welcome Muhammad Ali. And he danced in the ring. He was great. He was a showman. He said stuff like this. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's why they call me Muhammad Ali. He was awesome at what he did. But that night as he was dancing, they introduced the champion. Sonny, listen, Sonny just walked straight into the ring and they had to do it they had to have this meeting in the middle of the ring where the referee was there so the referee went over the rules and he says all right in 30 seconds the bell will ring come out tap gloves and start fighting managers give them your last words they went in the corner and Muhammad was dancing around he was doing dance for the crowd all of a sudden his manager said look at me and he stopped because his manager had never done this and Muhammad Ali said what's wrong and his manager said look at me he's going to kill you. That's exactly what you want to hear before you get in a fight with the heavyweight champion of the world. And he says, you don't have the skills to beat him. Here's what you have to do. He said, Muhammad, you have to knock him out in the first round. You got to knock him out now or he's going to kill you. You got it? And then he said, lean down. Muhammad Ali leant down, and the manager whispered something in his ear, and Muhammad Ali said, it was him? He said, yeah, 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 it was him, and he said, all right, all right, and the bell rang. They touched glove and started fighting. I don't know if you know this, but if you Google it, you'll see a picture of Muhammad Ali standing over the world heavyweight champion, Sonny Listen, shaking his glove at him. He had knocked him out in one minute and 44 seconds of the first round, knocked out the champion. He became the champion when he knocked him out and he was just yelling and he wanted more. He'd go yelling, get up, get up, get up. After the fight was over, a famous reporter named Howard Cosell had an interview with Muhammad Ali and he said, what got into you? Why were you so mad? Why were you shaking your fists at him after you knocked him out? And Muhammad Ali said, when I was a little boy, I wanted to be like my friends. All my friends had red bicycles, so I bagged groceries at the grocery store day after day after day. I raised enough money to get me a a yellow bicycle and a can of red spray paint. I sprayed my bike, I let it dry, I put it together, and I rode it to work one day. While I was bagging groceries, somebody stole my bike, and my manager told me before this fight started, Sonny Liston stole my bike, and when I knocked him out, I was yelling at him, you should have never stole my bike. You should have never stole my bike. Look at me, church. You're thinking I'm crazy, but I'm here to tell you, with God for us, we got this. Some of you need to look at the bad situation in your life and say, no, everything's going to be all right. I got God. You need to look at your situation and say, you should have never messed with my family. You should have never taken my job. You should have never brought this coronavirus, but in the end, everything's going to be all right. Why? Because we have Jesus let's pray father I thank you for every man woman boy and girl God I thank you that you know all our situations what we're going through the hurt the pain the sorrow you know what we need and you are our answer so let this God burn inside us I've said it 50 times in 22 minutes everything's gonna be all right but here's why it's you Jesus so come in Change our situation and help us. Church, thank you so much for letting me be with you. Pastor Rob, thank you. And may God bless you and keep you.